Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of space. Slips a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. That's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And today we are going to talk about a New York Jets legend, one of the greatest players in Jets history, cornerback Aaron Glenn. And we're going to talk about him because he ended up being one of the candidates for the Jets head coaching job that wound up going to Robert Sala. But Aaron Glenn has had a fascinating journey throughout the NFL from his playing days all the way up through now where he just got hired as the defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions under Dan Campbell who just got that job as head coach. So Aaron Glenn takes that next step on the road to becoming a potential head coach. And to help me talk about his journey as a return guest, the last time he came on, it was to talk about Terry Fontenot, who was in the Saints front office. He was a candidate for the Jets general manager job before they hired Joe Douglas. Fontenot just got hired to be the new general manager of the Atlanta Falcons, so the Jets were ahead of the game there. They spotted the talent. They knew that Fontenot had what it took to be a general manager, and now he gets that shot with the Falcons. Aaron Glenn didn't get the job here 
as head coach of the New York Jets, but he does move up to defensive coordinator, and who knows, perhaps there will be an opportunity for him to be a head coach before we know it. And so I bring in the man who helped educate us about Terry Fontenot. Now it's going to help me take you through the NFL journey of Aaron Glenn, who is coming off four years as the defensive backs coach with the New Orleans Saints. My buddy Alex Salas of Full Press Saints. Alec, welcome back to the show, buddy. Good to talk to you again. And of course, it's always great to come back on with Scott, man. Uh, it's a, it's a very crazy start to the new year. So it wouldn't be a new year without hopping on with you. Happy to be here. Yeah, last time we talked about a front office guy. This time we're talking about a New York Jets legend. Aaron Glenn's got a really interesting history here because he's a football lifer. He started playing football in Pee Wee at the age of seven, and the nickname he earned when he was a little kid was Goodbye Glenn because as soon as he got the ball, he was off to the races and nobody could catch him. And then from there, he goes on to play at high school, one of the best players on his high school team. As a senior, over 1,000 rushing yards as a running back, and then over 200 receiving yards and seven interceptions. Played both ways, also a standout in both basketball and track and basketball is interesting there Alec because he's only measured at just over five foot eight so for him to be able to be all state in basketball shows you what an amazing athlete he is for that size then he goes on to college and at Texas A&M he was the consensus first team all-american led the country with 19.2 yards per return on punt returns also ran a 4.39 in the 40-yard dash at the combine and had a vertical jump of 40 inches and that is after his illustrious career at Texas A&M this was several years after he was a JUCO transfer from Navarro College in Corsicana Texas and that's where he won all conference and junior college all-american honors after posting two interceptions 60 tackles and 15 pass deflections then he transferred to Texas A&M where he was a standout 92 and 93 he was one of the best players on the team in 92 as a junior he was all Southwest Conference he was newcomer of the year and then in 93, he registered 27 tackles, 13 passes defensed. And then as a senior, he went on to do all of the things that I just mentioned, including being awesome at punt returns, which was one of the components that made the Jets want him in the NFL draft in 1994. And I remember this well because everybody thought Aaron Glenn was going to go sixth to the Tampa Bay Bucks, even though he was only 5'8 and a half, he was that good that he was supposed to go in the top 10. But... Trent Dilfer slid down in the draft. Everybody expected the Colts to pick him. He slid down to the Bucks. That was that famous moment where Mel Kuyper went after the Colts front office and <laughs> said that them passing on Trent Dilfer for Trev Alberts was one of the silliest moves that he'd ever seen, and it just proved that the Colts didn't know what they were doing. And then, of course, Tobin came back and said, who is Mel Kuyper? I don't believe he's ever worn a jockstrap. My mailman <laughs> knows more football than Mel Kuyper, and I don't ask for his opinion. So that became famous based on Dilfer sliding, and because of that, Aaron Glenn fell down the board a little bit. The Browns picked a cornerback at number nine, and it wasn't Glenn. It was Antonio Langham from Alabama. Langham was over six feet tall, and that's why then-coach of the Browns, Bill Belichick, picked Langham over Aaron Glenn. Funny, because their paths would cross later, and Alec, as we were talking about before we started recording, and we'll get into a little bit later, their paths would cross many, many times over the years, and they would become very, very close. In fact, Belichick would become one of Aaron Glenn's mentors. But Glenn falls to number 12. 
And here's where this becomes a little bit of funny poetic justice because while Aaron Glenn didn't end up on the Saints then, now he's on the Saints with the coaching staff because at number 12, the Saints were in position to draft Aaron Glenn. They traded back one spot with the Jets who jumped up to grab Glenn. Now, I remember watching that draft. The Jets really needed a wide receiver for Boomer Esiason in that offense. Everybody thought that when the Jets moved up that one spot, they were either going to draft Charles Johnson, the wide receiver out of Colorado, or Johnny Morton, the wide receiver out of USC. Instead, it was Glenn. And while Johnny Morton went on to a pretty nice career with the Lions, Charles Johnson didn't do much for Pittsburgh, ended up being a very pedestrian wide receiver. But Glenn went on to become a fantastic player. With the Jets, he was selected to the All-Pro team twice. He also had the longest interception in franchise history, a 100-yard touchdown against the Miami Dolphins. And then he ends up, unfortunately, going to the Houston Texans in 2002 because of the expansion draft. The Jets left him unprotected because of the amount of money he was making and he was getting older, and he moves on to Houston. They thought his best years were behind him, but he goes to the Pro Bowl and gets elected to the All-Pro team once again in 2002. After that, he stays in Houston for a couple of years, ends up back with Bill Parcells on the Cowboys, and then he has a stint with the Jaguars and a stint with the Saints at the very end of his career before retiring on July 28th, 2010. So a hell of a playing career, Alec, before we even get into anything that he did after football. This is a guy that is a Jets legend and one of the best cornerbacks that I've ever seen. And what a playing career he had, putting aside what we're going to be looking at with what he's done as a coach. Yeah, exactly. A stud. I think that's the word. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the word you got to think of when you look at Eric Lund's playing career. Uh, really kind of, to me... Um, I was pretty young in the early 2000s. I was born in 98. So going back, looking at the film and highlights, uh, not only him, but guys around that time period, I feel like he was one of the more underrated uh, corners at the time of the NFL, especially for a guy being 5'8". I mean, look, to me, I'll say, I'll say, I'll tell you, Scott, look, cornerback to me is the most physically demanding position to play in the NFL. It's so hard uh, physically, mentally to play corner in the NFL. I think at the end of the at the, at, the, at the disadvantage you are height-wise, to be an all-pro an all and a pro bowler at 5'8", is, that's, that, that's pretty impressive. I'll say that. And a lot of why he became such a great player is because of the motivation and the coaching that he got, particularly from Bill Parcells. And that's mm -hmm. going to play into what he would become as a coach for the Saints. Now, Aaron Glenn was excellent even before Parcells showed up. But Parcells really brought out the best in him. And there are so many cool stories about his time with Parcells. Now, when Pete Carroll took Aaron Glenn, he was somebody that was used to having bigger cornerbacks. So at the time, he was a little lukewarm. But the two of them really warmed up to each other. And they developed a great friendship. And then, unfortunately, Carroll was let go by the Jets after one season. Rich Kotite came in. And what a disaster that was. But when Bill Parcells Yikes. came in, everybody was telling Aaron Glenn, you're too small. Bill Parcells doesn't want tiny corners like you. He's going to trade you. Hey, Aaron, I heard Bill Parcells is trying to trade you. So it's starting to drive him nuts. And he storms into Bill Parcells' office and he says, tell me to my face, are you trying to trade me or not? Let me know so I can make plans. So Parcells shuts the door to his office. He says, listen, everybody's got a price. I'd trade my own wife if somebody offered me the best deal. 
So Glenn looks at him and says, oh, I see, coach. And Parcell says, look, if you play the way I think you can, there's no reason for you to worry. And that wasn't what you would expect from a first meeting between a star cornerback and a legendary coach. But after that, Aaron Glenn realized he's got to take care of his own business and not worry about what everybody else is saying in the outside noise. And he started to block it out. And that's when he really developed that chip on his shoulder mentality where he was going to block out the outside noise. But if anybody had anything to say about him in a negative light or was going to challenge him, he would rise to that challenge. And Parcells and Aaron Glenn became very, very close from there. It's funny because these are two guys that are very, very different. Parcells is very angry. He yells a lot. Aaron Glenn, at least when he was playing, was more of a laid-back, quiet guy. But they ended up bonding and having a great relationship. And a lot of it is because they both truly love the game of football. And Alec, I think when you watch what he's done with the Saints and their secondary, and we'll get into that more in a little bit, you can tell how much he just loves being around the game and particularly how much he loves coaching the players that are in the secondary where he used to roam. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, um, I've been to training camp a few times when he when, since, since he's been in New Orleans. Um, I've talked to people uh, who are close to some Saints players, and look, they all give me the same kind of thing when it comes to Aaron Glenn. He is the perfect example of a player's coach. Uh, he gets guys fired up. They want to play for him. They want to win for Aaron Glenn. Um, he's a great all-around dude. Um uh, He's he's just a classic character. I can't sp- I cannot speak more highly about Aaron Glenn um, as highly as I could as a player because he's just a real great dude. Players love him. Uh, he's fit in really well in New Orleans these last couple of years. Uh, um, he's one of, personally one of my favorite um, assistant coaches on this team right now. So look, if I love to keep him around because he's done such a good job here developing these young guys and getting these veterans involved in it as well, but. Um, he's destined to be a, a coach or a DC somewhere uh, one day, I think, because uh, players love him. He, players go to a guy like Aaron Glenn. Absolutely. And as we go through his history and his journey, we're going to talk about how he relates to players and particularly how he gets along with both veterans and younger guys. We were talking about that before we started recording. But when Parcells came into his life, it really lighted a fire in Aaron Glenn. And I think it taught him a lot about how to eventually be a head coach. And I thought this was really interesting. When Aaron Glenn would go up against the top wide receivers when he was with the Jets and Parcells was the coach, Parcells would go up to him and he would say, I'm going to give you some safety help for this. You're going to need some reinforcements. So for example, when they went up against the Patriots, Parcells' old team and Terry Glenn, who was one of the best receivers in the league. And Aaron Glenn says, he knew I didn't like that. He knew I wanted to go one-on-one. So I would be like, nah, you don't have to do that. And Bill Parcells would say, well, let's see how you practice. So in practice, I'm showing him I don't need any help. And then I realized what he was doing. He was forcing me to practice better. He was forcing me to get my mind mentally to a point where I was going to shut this guy down. And that is exactly what Aaron Glenn does with Marshawn Lattimore. He uses the exact same technique where he'll tell Marshawn Lattimore, I think you're going to need some help. I'm going to give you some safety help over the top. And it drives Marshawn Lattimore crazy. But as we've seen, Alec, Marshawn Lattimore is one of the best corners in the league. So the same thing that motivated Aaron Glenn is motivating Marshawn Lattimore now because he's using the exact same thing that he learned from a legendary coach to relate to Lattimore 
Lattimore, the way that that legendary coach Bill Parcells related to him, two elite cornerbacks, both driven by people trying to say, you need help, you can't do this on your own. Both guys with the chip on their shoulder going out and proving that they can do it. Yeah, and it's crazy because you think about not only, you know, the coaching stuff, but also look at the drafts over to Marshawn Lattimore and Aaron Glenn, right? In 2017, uh, Lattimore was like the top corner in the draft. He was pro- projected to go in the top four, five, six. Um, but a slew of offensive players went early in that draft, which pushed Lattimore back. Um, and the Saints ended up, he ended up falling right in the Saints' lap. So <laughs> cool draft uh, connection that, between the two. But um, yeah, I mean, the progression he's made with Marshall Lattimore from year one to now is, is ridiculous. I think Lattimore is certainly one of the top lockdown corners in the NFL. Um, he has some moments, but that's a whole other topic. <laughs> that's a whole other discussion uh, about <laughs> Lattimore. But look, the, the, the point being, Aaron Glenn, Marshall Lattimore is not the corner he is today, I think, without Aaron Glenn in his ear um, or in his corner, I might say, uh, motivating him, getting him in the right uh, shape of mind, um, physically, mentally, um look you can you can say all you want about the talent and just the natural ability a lot of more has but you know you get a, a good coach will take that ability fine-tune it mold it into what it really should be and Aaron Glenn is to me the perfect definition of um what you would think from a secondary coach you want to see your, your young corner going into year um four now with a big penny on the way he deserves it um but Aaron deserves as much credit for getting a lot of more Tories at today. And he isn't the only defensive back that Aaron Glenn has had an effect on, and we'll get back to that. But this was another fascinating story that I was reading about what Bill Parcells would do to motivate Aaron Glenn. And I don't think he's done this with the Saints, but this is something, Alec, to keep your eye on because perhaps at some point he trots this out. Every year, Bill Parcells would put a dollhouse in Aaron Glenn's locker, and every week he would write the name of the opposing team's star receiver that Glenn would be covering on the house. If Glenn held the player to a prescribed number of yards, Parcells would cross the name out. If Glenn failed to meet the goal, Parcells would put a doll representing the receiver in the house. And so Parcells (laughs) would say, how many guys are you going to let live in that house and take over your house? And Aaron Glenn, it would become a battle cry with him. Nobody's coming in my house. Nobody is going to take over my house. And he says, watching Bill Parcells cross those names off every week was an incredible motivator. He says, I'll tell you what, I look forward to seeing him cross those names out every week. That was like the highlight of that day. After a game, that's all I wanted was seeing him cross that name out and knowing that I didn't let a guy build a room in my house. So you want to talk about a guy who knew how to push buttons. And as Parcells is pushing Glenn's buttons, he continues to show him how to push other guys' buttons, which is something he was going to need when he would get to the Saints. And again, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But it really is almost like a coaching clinic here with a star player in a way that you wouldn't expect when he's actually still an active player. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think another crazy thing is Glenn's current boss, Sean Payton, uh, disciple of Bill Parcells, is almost the same way. I've heard stories of Sean Payton um, putting gas canisters in front of players' lockers with a half empty saying, you know, we're not done yet. Uh, (laughs) Got to fill the tank back up. Uh, There's a story in particular I remember hearing about where um, (laughs) Sean – 
uh, Shauna put mousetraps all over the Saints locker room floor with cheese and told players, because I think the media was hyping him up, uh, you know, to be, you know, to run him back for a Super Bowl uh, opportunity. And Sean told players, don't be the mice and fall for the cheese because, you know, you'll get snapped. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so I, I think if Eric Glenn were to, um, you know, pull some antics like this in the locker room to motivate his guys, he's got two great mentors in the sense of uh, you don't know what the hell to expect from them uh, being Parcells and Payton. But I could definitely see Aaron Glenn pulling some shenanigans like this. Uh to motivate these guys because he, he he would have a lot of fun if he had the opportunity to do it, I think. That's the Parcells tree for you. They all learn from the same guy. <laughs> Bill Parcells says that he first realized that Aaron Glenn was going to be an excellent coach when he brought him in toward the end of his career in Dallas. He says, I started watching him interact with the players who were there. He knew me and my system and what we wanted. He could transmit information to them, and I saw him do that. And Sean Payton took notice as well because, remember, Payton was on Parcells' staff in Dallas, and at the end of a game when the Chargers were driving to try and beat Dallas, Aaron Glenn made a game-sealing interception, and it was because Glenn had such a great understanding of the game. Here's what Payton had to say. It was only because of his film study that he understood where he needed to be on a play like that. He's extremely intelligent. That's why he played so long in the NFL. He understood splits. He understood concepts. He studied film. He was definitely one of the leaders in that room, and he helped younger players understand you're not defending every route. You're defending the splits and then the routes that come from those splits. And so Aaron Glenn already showing what a smart guy he could be even beyond just as a player, being able to communicate to other players. His career ends, and he had a 15-year run, just a marvelous career. And after he's done, he steps away from the game of football. He invests in some businesses. He's doing really well, owns some chicken restaurants. He's around for the kids. He's around for his wife. But whenever he would watch football, he would be transfixed. And his wife noticed, and finally a couple of years into Aaron Glenn's retirement, she just says, I know you're trying to fight this. Just go coach. I can tell you're not happy what you're doing. This will make you happy. Go coach. So the wife knew. <laughs> <laughs> That's, um, <laughs> I wonder, uh, have you seen Anchorman 2 by any chance? Of course. So I wonder if Aaron Glenn's chicken restaurants were like champs, uh, uh, his his bat his bat chicken restaurant in the beginning, you know, uh, the bats the chicken of the cave. Maybe his chickens were just it was failing, so he just decided, hey, gotta get back in the saddle because this chicken <laughs> thing ain't it. <laughs> well, as his wife said, it wasn't his passion, and he said it just goes <laughs> to show you that God puts something in your heart, and even though you try to go a certain way, you're always going to revert back to what's in your heart, and what was in his heart was football. So he decided that he wanted to get into coaching. And who better to ask about it than Bill Parcells, who A, was his mentor, and B, let's be honest, who's more connected than Bill Parcells. So he calls Parcells and tells him he wants to get into coaching, asks for his help. Parcells tells him, sure, I think you'd be a great coach, but not yet. I want you to be a scout first. So Glenn tells him he didn't want to be a scout. He wants to be a coach. And Parcells <laughs> says, listen to me. I want you to do it the way I'm telling you to do it because I think you have a chance to be a great head coach, but in order to be a head coach, you really have to understand the personnel part 
of football. So Parcells calls Mike Tannenbaum with the Jets. He was the general manager at the time. And Tannenbaum came up with Parcells. In fact, Tannenbaum was on the staff when Parcells was the head coach with the Jets. And they invited Aaron Glenn to visit and learn about scouting. And when Mike Tannenbaum realized that Aaron Glenn wasn't just some football player who had a dabbling interest that he really wanted to do this, he offered him a job. The funny thing about Aaron Glenn, and I'm curious if this is what he's like around the Saints, is that he was a legend. He's on the Jets' four-decade team, and yet he didn't want any special treatment. There were guys that were above him because he was a low-level scout that would try to make sure that he didn't have to do any menial tasks, getting coffee, taking messages, any of that stuff. But he would take it upon himself to say that he wanted to do it because he didn't want anybody to treat him any differently just because he's Aaron Glenn. He would tell people, I got it. I'll put the coffee in the coffee pot. And here's what he had to say about this. I wanted everybody in the room to know, even the other scouts, that I wasn't too big to do the small stuff. I wanted to start at the very bottom and learn every little thing there is about scouting. So I think that tells you a lot about who Aaron Glenn is as a person. Yeah, I agree. I think um, just hearing the things I've hearing the things I've heard about Aaron Glenn, um, you know, that doesn't surprise me one bit. Uh, he's a guy who, uh, you know, like I said, he's a guy who doesn't want the special treatment. You know, being a former player of the NFL, a lot of guys think they're kind of, you know, they have these certain rights, privileges, and whatnot around the facility, whether they're playing or not. Um, and to hear Aaron Glenn, you know, be the guy who, you know, I'll go get the coffee, I'll go you know, take the trash out. I'll go, you know, you need this, you need X, Y, and Z done. Okay. I got you. Or you need X, Y, and Z faxed or printed or copied. I got you. Um, so, uh, to hear, to hear that is it, it, to hear that, what you just told me about him, uh, makes all the sense in the world, uh, from what I've heard, uh, down in new Orleans about him. Um, real down earth guy, real humble guy at that. Um, and I think he understood, you know, when, when Parcells told him, Hey, look, this is the, this is, you know, you don't want to go right. You don't want the easy path to the head coaching gig. You want to go from the ground up, learn everything about the game. Um, and that that even includes being the guy who goes to fill the coffee pot in the morning, right? I think that, that all that um, pays off in the end. It works out for the good guys. Aaron Glenn is certainly one of the good guys in this league. Um, and to one bit, this is not surprising me at all that he's finally getting an opportunity to do so because he deserves it. I think he's done it all the right way for sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. So Aaron Glenn goes out on the road as a scout, and he starts to learn the finer points of how to evaluate. He looks at skills, athleticism, body types. He looks at all the different positions, stuff that he never studied Unless he was studying particular opponents Now he's looking at everything And he was an area scout He was going all over the place And he learned about system fits And how to project players at the next level These are things that are very important for a coach as well Because they help you develop players And so finally in 2014 Mike Pettin, who at one point was the Jets defensive coordinator under Rex Ryan, who at this time is the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, calls Aaron Glenn and asks him if he's ready to get into coaching. So, of course, what does Glenn do? He asks Bill Parcells for permission. He wants his blessing, and Parcells says, sure, go for it. So he spends... Two years as an assistant defensive backs coach with Mike Pettin, and then he goes back with his old buddy, Sean Payton, with the New Orleans Saints. And here's what Aaron Glenn says about working for Sean Payton. He says, I see a lot of myself in Coach Payton. I love the way he interacts with the players. I love the way he carries on his meetings. They're very informative, very black and white. As a player, you can clearly see the direction of what we're trying to do each game. It's the whole team in one area. This is how we win this game. It's a clear direction that everybody in the building understands. It's something I'm adopting when I get the chance to be a head coach. So this is somebody who clearly has taken the lessons he's learned from a variety of different people, Bill Parcells being the primary one, but it seems like he's learned a ton from working with Sean Payton. Yeah, and I think the craziest thing is, um, you know, really, Aaron Glenn is the only guy to be looked at this year as, as far as head coaches go. Uh, Dan Campbell's gotten some looks. He's the tight ends, uh, tight end coach and a offensive assistant, I believe, to Sean Payton. So, um, and again, former player of Sean Payton, my dad. So to see, uh, you know, all these former players uh, brought in, because Sean Payton is a guy who brings in former players um, to coach. I believe tra- before Will Smith, the defensive end, passed away a couple of years ago, um, he 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 himself had called Sean and told Sean, "Hey, you know, I want to get into coaching." Sean Payton was going to give him a job with the Saints, help the defensive line out uh, before he passed away. So Sean is a guy who will put his hand out, but also he's a guy who will, you know, you got to earn, you got to earn the right to, uh, to take that hand and he'll let him help you out. So Eric Glenn has earned it, um, having played for him and taking the step necessary to become a, a really good uh, scout, DB coach um, and things like that. So uh, look, Sean Bates, he's a real great, he's <laughs> no, no boss whatsoever when I say this. 
Uh, Sean's the best. There's <laughs> all due respect to Belichick. Sean, Sean is, is uh, one of the best in, in the business, and he has been for a long time. There's a reason why guys like him stay with one team for as long as he has. So let's talk specifically about his work with some of these defensive backs. Aaron Glenn loves to get hands-on with these guys. A, because he Mm -hmm. wants to prove that he can still do things physically and that he's not some washed-up old man. And B, because he wants to physically show these guys how to do things. So he runs with the defensive backs midweek, does gassers with them. And here's what Marcus Williams, one of the best safeties in the league with the Saints, has to say about Aaron Glenn. He says, you can see Aaron's passion as if he was one of us. He has that dog, that fight, that determination. He tries to bring us that energy as if he were still on the field with us. And Sean Payton says he sees a little bit of Bill Parcells and Aaron Glenn when he's doing these things. Although, let's be honest, I don't think Bill Parcells was ever going to run gassers with the team. Payton says, (laughs) when you work for Bill or under Bill, you pick up things you're going to use later, which obviously Aaron Glenn did because, as we said, the Marshawn Lattimore thing with telling him that he's going to need over-the-top help, that's something that he learned from Bill Parcells. And another guy that's on the team, Alec, that is new because he's a veteran and they just brought him in is safety Malcolm Jenkins. He's been around a long time, one of the better safeties in the league. Malcolm Jenkins, as we know, likes to be in the box. That's where he prefers. But Aaron Glenn really wanted him to play deep more. And so they've had ongoing conversations about different parts of the role so that they can kind of mix and match what they both like. They want to stretch what he does. And here's what Malcolm Jenkins has to say about working with Aaron Glenn. His ability to really fine-tune how I need to play each game based off the strategy is something that has helped me be more engaged and make more plays doing things outside of my comfort zone. I like to think I know a lot about the game But Aaron finds ways to improve my game, teaches me areas I can work on, and teaches me new things, which is rare. I appreciate that. And I think he's probably more attuned to listening to Aaron Glenn because of the fact that he grew up in New Jersey as an Aaron Glenn fan as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) That always helps, right? (laughs) Getting to work with one of your favorite players when you grew up. Um, And with Malcolm Jenkins in particular, you look at the guy who came in from Philadelphia uh, and then COVID happened. And so there was no training camp, no OTAs, uh, no preseason, really. It was all done virtually, of course. Um, and, and, and at first, it looked like they were trying to figure out where Malcolm Jenkins fit best. But as you mentioned, uh, you know, Glenn wanted to play more deep safety uh, of the pair with Marcus Williams because they have a guy in uh, Chauncey Garner-Johnson who kind of plays up in the box. He blitzes and plays the run pretty well. So it really, as the year progressed, Malcolm Jenkins looked like Malcolm Jenkins of old. Uh, he looked dominant, um, just looked like a natural fit. Like he was naturally, you know, back where he was uh, in his prime or younger, let me say that. Um, so to see him at this point now in the season, uh, it's crazy to think that uh, he's playing at this high of a level right now um, and communicating so well with these younger guys. Because I think the problem with the Saints was last year in particular and nothing against Von Bell or anything, but just, you know, when you're a young guy like that in the league, there are just things you aren't attuned to when you pick up yet. Um, and Michael Jenkins, he, he's been there, done that, seen it all, uh, whatever you want to say. Um, and I think with Aaron Glenn helping coach Malcolm up and get him to change from a box safety to a more deep safety, I think there's a, there's a certain amount of respect I think players have for coaches because they know what coaches go through. They know coaches who have played in the league. Um, there's a certain level of respect guys have for guys in the league. 
Um, and I think Malcolm could have easily tuned out Eric Lynn and said, no, I don't want to do that. Let's play this way, my way. Um, so Malcolm certainly respects Aaron Glenn a ton. Um, and that change, it, it, it's really good so far this year with Malcolm Jenkins. It looked like a phenomenal move to bring him back here to New Orleans. Malcolm Jenkins also has this to say of Aaron Glenn's style of being very honest. He says, I'm appreciative of how direct he is. Whether he thought we had a good game, a good practice, a bad practice, he keeps it real. And he's not afraid to tell guys where they stand, even when it's uncomfortable. This is something he learned from Parcells as well. A couple of years ago, Von Bell was going to have to replace Kurt Coleman in the lineup because Coleman just wasn't getting it done. So Glenn Mm -hmm. went right to Coleman and told him, look, I'm going to put this kid in over you. He told him as directly as he could. He wasn't going to sugarcoat it. So that's what these guys have come to expect from him, much like his mentor Parcells, straightforward, right to the point. Yeah, and you really credit to Eric Glenn for developing Von Bell also, I might add. He's been a real nice player um, down there in Cincinnati playing for the Bengals. Um, I believe... I want to say it happened again in 2016 because it was back-to-back years when Bob Bell was a backup. In 2016, uh, Jarius Bird, who was the big free agent signing a couple of years ago prior to that, uh, wasn't playing up to the level. And I and again, they benched Jarius Bird for Von Bell. Um, and the same thing happened in 2017 with Kirk Coleman. So um, you know, he's a guy, uh, Vaughn, who I think does get enough credit for his time in New Orleans and and I think he's now taking the next step down there, the Bengals. Uh, also being a leader, too, in that locker room and on the field for those that young defense. Uh, he, he, to me, is one of my favorite projects uh, that Aaron Glenn has really um, turned to a real bright player in the NFL, uh, the big Von Bell. I love the fact that Aaron Glenn understands the psychological part of coaching as well because he talks about how he is with the different defensive backs. He says, Marshawn Lattimore needs me to be tough on him. He needs me to be stern and let him know exactly where he stands and what he needs to do. Then you take my nickel, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. He's a guy you don't want to yell at and scream at because he doesn't respond to that very well. And it reminds me a little bit of what Phil Jackson said in his book about the difference between how he dealt with Kobe Bryant and how he dealt with Shaquille O'Neal. With Shaquille O'Neal, he had no problem yelling at him in front of the team, going after him, all of that. With Kobe Bryant, he took a much softer approach. And when he was asked about it, he said, look, Shaq was from a military family. He was used to discipline. He was used to having people in his face. He could handle it. Kobe was a kid that grew up in a much different environment. He was somebody that wasn't used to being dealt with that way. So you had to be a softer touch with him. This is something that a lot of coaches don't understand, that you have to manage each player differently according to his personality. But Aaron Glenn seems to have picked this up from some of the greats. Like I said, Phil Jackson understood this, and clearly Bill Parcells did as well. Yeah, exactly. I think you look around the NFL nowadays, too. Look at guys like Doug Peterson, Bill O'Brien. Those are guys who completely butchered and completely mishandled their, their respective situations. Uh, and real quick, you can lose a locker room just like that. And when you lose a locker room like that in the NFL, it is tough to not only keep your job, but also to find a job in the NFL um, after that. So I believe uh, with Aaron Glenn and his different styles of uh, coaching up these young guys uh, and veterans, it's really just, it, it, like I said, it's a real kudos to him mastering the art of coaching because there's so many different levels and layers that people don't think about. People just think it's about X's and O's. 
But really, it's about you got to get to know your players, know what works for them, what doesn't work for them, how they respond and how they don't respond to your coaching style. And when you're able to adapt and change uh, your style and your teachings to or to you know apply to these players who all have different backgrounds, uh, all were brought up differently, came from different places, um, you you can succeed at that level. You can succeed at coaching. Um, I think Aaron Glenn is finally. Uh, getting to the peak of his coaching career. And he's a guy who I think um, has done so much and come so far um, from where he began. And it all started with Bill Parcells coaching him, showing him the right way how to do things. Um, and yeah, it's just crazy to think that now he's a guy who's possibly mentioned for the head coaching gigs or defense coordinator. Cause he, again, he deserves every opportunity he can get. And it's funny because right now he's working with his old Texas A&M teammate, Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator with the Saints, who's done a really, really good job. And I didn't know about this, Alec, but apparently he lets Aaron Glenn call some plays. So even though Aaron Glenn's never been yep. a defensive coordinator per se, he's got a lot more experience in that area than most of us realize. Yeah, yeah, that, that is a true thing uh, on occasions. Uh, Dennis Allen lets Aaron Glenn have some fun <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he lets him have some fun and get some plays, uh, you know, a couple, you know, practice plays in there uh, to the guys. And again, I think it just shows you how, you know, how, how much the guys and uh, the coaches and the players like love Aaron Glenn. Right. I think, um, you know, no random defensive position coach will get that opportunity to sometimes get to call some plays um in the nfl so i think that just shows you the amount of respect um and love the saints have for aaron glenn because he's a guy who has them he has done it the right way he is you know succeeded uh, as a player he succeeded so far as a coach it looks like um and again i think the saint i think there's nobody more deserving uh than aaron glenn um to get a shot at this because i think he's a guy who's uh done it the right way um and again, I just cannot speak about how much he's respected down here in New Orleans. And he never stops trying to learn about the game. Yep. He'll sit in on special teams meetings, which I didn't know about. And then he'll also pick the brains of other coaches. There are college coaches, other pro coaches, some of the guys that are mentors to him. He'll talk to them as well, including Bill Belichick, Pete Carroll, Al Groh, who was his coach with the Jets, Romeo Cronell. So many guys that he still talks to, including Daryl Wade, his old coach from Nimitz High School. And then he'll even take a look at the analytical side. He sits down, looks at different trends. This is somebody that really wants to know every single aspect of what it takes to be successful in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. And I think the part you mentioned that really stands out to me is you know his ability to adapt. Because I'll tell you, I think we both can agree to this. The NFL is not the same league it was back in the 90s or even the 80s or even the early 2000s for that matter. It has changed on all levels offensively. Um, so I th think for a coach who's willing to sit down and change his ways and adapt to the game, uh, that that that's what makes guys successful. Look at Bill Belichick. Uh, look at Sean Payton. Look at Mike Tomlin. Um, guys like that, you know, they win games and you know they win the locker room or whatever. Um and that's important, but also the fact that they can change and change their team's identity and adapt on a, on a spin of a dime like that. Uh, guys like that will last a long time in this league. This cracks me up too, Alec, as we wrap up our discussion 
on his relationship with Bill Parcells. There's so much there. And I knew that he and Parcells had a good relationship, but I didn't know that it went this deep. So you recall early in the season, the Packers put up three touchdowns in the air against Aaron Glenn's secondary. It was a really bad performance. It was the worst performance the secondary had all season. Aaron Glenn's phone rings Monday morning, and he instantly knows who it is. 5.30 in the morning, by the way, when most of us are asleep. (laughs) He picks up the phone, and the first thing he hears is, what the hell happened? The voice on the other end, of course, Bill Parcells. Aaron Glenn, how did you see it? Parcells, you got to get your guys to play with more eye discipline. Glenn, I know it, coach. You're right. Parcells, they're trying to defend the run, and they're not looking at the guys they're covering. They have to have better eyes. Glenn, coach, I'm on it. Parcells, you shouldn't have lost that game. All right, bye. Hangs up. That's the kind of conversation that they have all the time. But it's funny because Bill Parcells has been grooming Aaron Glenn all this time. Sounds like he's ready to take that step as a defensive coordinator. There were rumors after Brian Flores left the Patriots that Aaron Glenn was going to go over there and join his old buddy Bill Belichick. And now, evidently, he's going to get his chance as a defensive coordinator in Detroit with his friend Dan Campbell, who just got the head coaching job there. So we'll see how he does. But Aaron Glenn certainly looks like a very promising coaching hire at the defensive coordinator level. Not quite ready to be a head coach yet, but keep an eye on him because sometime within the next couple of years, there's a very good chance you're going to be hearing his name with a whole lot of head coaching buzz around it. If he does well in Detroit, he's going to be getting a lot of head coaching interviews over the next few years. I think defensive coordinator, I think, like you said, I think he's more than ready for that part. As far as head coaching goes, um, his relationship and his ability to mesh with players, uh, young and old, um, that's something that's very attractive to players nowadays in the NFL. They like the guys who they can, you know, not only talk X's and O's with, but also talk about life, talk about their families, talk about, you know, other things besides football. And I think Eric Glenn certainly does fit that mold very well. He's done a great job with this organization and really developing um, the players that he's had and getting us where we're at now. But, yeah, I think he's more than ready for a defense coordinator gig. But as far as head coaching goes, um, a little more experience, a little more time. I think he's, he'll be more than ready for that down the road. Alex Salas covering the Saints for Full Press Saints. Thanks so much for coming back on the show. Always a blast talking to you. Really appreciate it. For those that aren't following you, not checking out your work, why don't you go ahead and let them know how they can do that? I appreciate it, Scott. We've got to do this more often. You've got to talk more. Jets Saints connections going on. Maybe you have some Jonathan <laughs> Vilma stories we could spin one day uh, together. Uh, but look, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at AASolace98. Um, currently now working with full press coverage, uh, doing all Saints stuff for those guys. Uh, you can follow our page at Saints FPC. We have podcasts coming out weekly. Uh, me and my partner, Dayton, put out articles. Uh, it's been a busy week. Probably going to be busy for the next couple of weeks with us uh, down there. And also, I host the Internet Sports Radio Show, uh, The Final Drive, on Thursdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Central Time uh, uh, on FBRN.us. We talk all things NFL. Uh, real fun show we have going on down there. You can follow us on Twitter at The Final Drive 2. Um, and Scott, man, like, like I said, man, it's been a blast having been on with you. I always love it. Uh, we always have a good time together chatting it up. Um, and again, I really do want to spend some Jonathan film with Tabs with you one day. So one day we have an EP just doing this. Because I would love to spend some stories with you. 
Yeah, absolutely. And if you ever want me to come on your show, just let me know. And like I told you before, when you're in town, if you come up to the New York, New Jersey area, you text me and we'll go for some awesome pizza because I'm always down for that. And I tell everybody you got to get pizza when you're here. Hey, you don't 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 tip me like that. <laughs> you know, people pe- people people go to New York and they take the ones to the club. You know, the one dollar bills. I don't want to do that. Take me to the nearest one dollar slice stand, and I will have I will have a good time with that. Trust me. That's all I need if I'm in New York. Uh, but maybe once uh, uh, once all this COVID is over. We'll, uh, we'll grab a slice together for sure sometime. Sounds like a plan. Make sure that you're following Alec on Twitter and checking out his work over at Full Press Saints. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcast, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.